0: cryptos nft blockchain smart contracts what is it are we in the middle of the biggest financial revolution in human history or are we in one big bubble let's find out on today's episode of power to the people's radio dj cue the music What is up what is up what is up what is going on amazing beautiful and powerful people welcome to power to the people's radio the people's podcast right and I am your host Hugh Huncho Mr. Huncho uh, you know honestly it's my honor it's my pleasure to be with you guys on today's episode episode number two of the podcast let's go yeah, I'm super super excited. Not only am I excited um just due to the fact that this is episode two and we've been trying to, you know, launch the podcast for like months now, but I'm honestly I'm excited because we're gonna be talking about a topic that I'm actually very, very familiar with. Like we'll be talking about cryptos, NFT, blockchain, smart contracts, DeFi, right, metaverse, right? What are all these words, terms, terminology that we're being that we've been hearing about right in the recent uh, months to even some years and in, in the regards to Bitcoin? Right. What are these things? What's going on right now? Um, Honestly, I know. Trust. Trust. I know the crypto market is down right now. Right. We are. We have seen Bitcoin almost at 70 K and, you know, almost two, three weeks ago, Bitcoin was about to to be touching 20 (laughs) was about to be touching 20, which is kind of like like, you know, it's a very, very big difference. From where it was to where it is now, and I know it might have some people worried, concerned, or whatever the case may be, like, what is going on? You know, why is cryptos falling? What, you know, is this not, you know, a good investment? Whatever the case may be. First thing I want you guys to understand right now is calm down, okay? Everything is under control, right? Everything is going to be fine. We are, we, cryptos aren't going anywhere, okay? But first thing, before we could even talk about, you know, our crypt, our cryptos going anywhere, and what to invest, I do truly believe that in the crypto space, the metaverse space, we have we have a lot of different dynamics, you see what I'm saying, a lot of different dynamics in the sense that we got, so we got metaverse, okay, we got Bitcoin, we got DeFi, we got Ethereum, and we have NFTs, okay, before we could actually even really have the discussion of whether this is going to be the biggest financial revolution in human history, or a big bubble, we first have to understand, like, we, we first have to get some 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 framework. You see what I'm saying? Right? We have to give some framework, right? The 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 future of cryptocurrency is gonna be gonna I'm gonna be honest, you, is gonna be very very de- contingent and depending on how Bitcoin does, right? And Ethereum, right? And Ethereum. You see what I'm saying? And Bitcoin has a market cap of seven hundred eleven. 0.2 billion dollars Okay, that's not even that's not even the value of it of the market is the market cap Okay, so I understand that For you know to, to kind of explain market cap matter of fact just because I want to give you guys the, the exact specific definition Right, this is why we have Google Market cap definition Right. market cap is short for market capitalization. This company has the market cap of... Okay, cool. No, that did not tell us what the definition was um, of what a market cap is. Okay, cool. Awesome. Market cap or market capitalization refers to the total value of all the company's shares of one stock. Market cap measures what a company is worth on the open market as well as the market's perception of its future prospects because of uh, because of it reflects what investors are willing to pay for its stock so pretty much kind of think about in the sense that market cap just pretty much means how much cryptocurrencies are there right how much bitcoin are there how many stocks are there and what are the value for those individual stocks when you add it all up together so i'm saying so with bitcoin being you know 700 billion dollars i'm gonna be honest with you guys Like, just being very completely transparent with you guys, like, I, I, it's very hard to see, you know, something that's worth $700 billion just disappear, just go away. You see what I'm saying? Right? Just disappear, go away. And the reason why I'm saying that is because if we look at other things that's been around uh, that aren't in the same value, right, you know, other companies that aren't worth billions of dollars, they've been here for decades, eons, right? Or, you know, they've been here for a very, very long time. And why is that? right, it's because they're getting support, they're they're resilient, they're having something that's backing, you know, these companies, that's making them, you know, last the test of time, right, literally last the test of time, see what I'm saying, so, right, um, right, so, for us to really, to kind of get out of the Out of the deep end or out of the dark waters when it comes to like Bitcoin and Ethereum and the cryptocurrency market, right, in the the spaces that we just pretty much need to hear some good news regarding, you know, what's going on in the space. And and it's been some time since we've gotten some good news, right, just because, you know, China and Russia are trying to, to ban Bitcoin and blockchain and cryptocurrencies and things of that nature, right? But this is the beautiful thing about it. They aren't completely opposed to cryptocurrencies. You see what I'm saying? I think they're more so, you know, China and Russia, just due to the fact that China's, you know, more of a uh, communistic country, or more dip- we're, we're more, uh, you know, uh, we're a, a democracy, right? So, as regards to cryptocurrencies in their country, they want to they want to remain in control. You see what I'm saying? They want to keep control. So I do definitely do believe that they're not opposed to cryptocurrencies, they're just more so opposed to decentralized finances. See what I'm saying? So I really do believe that China is probably going to come out with their own cryptocurrencies faster than what they're announcing. They already talked about having a main, you know, currency for their country. Right? Cryptocurrency for their country. And they're calling it the Digi Yuan or the Digi Yuan. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, right? The digi so like a, you know, like how we have you know, Japanese, you know, Japanese uh, yen, right, or 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 Chinese wands. See what I'm saying? Now they're calling it digi wand, like how we have bitcoin. See what I'm saying? It's crazy how you know, the the creator of bitcoin didn't use a Japanese word for, for the name of bitcoin because bitcoin kind of sounds more American, but hey, you know, that's that's nor here nor there. See what I'm saying? And and f- so. With the as regards to the future of Bitcoin, Ethereum, all these cryptocurrencies, interest rates and inflation is gonna play a big component into where cryptos go. Right. Inflation, let me repeat that again. Inflation and interest rates is gonna play a big factor depending on you know where the future of crypto go. And the reason why is because as prices are inflating, right meaning that our U.S. dollar is devaluating, you see what I'm saying, and interest rates that you put your money in a bank, cash, right, are very low to almost to the point where they're nothing, people aren't going to want to put their money in cash because they're going to be realizing it's devalued at an exponential rate. So what are people going to do, right? People are going to operate off of two. People operate off of two emotions when it comes to you know making money or you know especially when it comes to trading in the market. It's greed and fear. It's greed and fear. Greed and fear. Greed and fear. Greed and fear. You always hear this quote says, uh, "I believe, it, I believe, uh, sell the greed, buy the fear." Okay, so when markets are down, that's when when you buy. When markets are high, that's when you're you know you're taking your profits. See what I'm saying? But you know, I almost lost my train of thought, but pr- pretty much kind of think about it in the sense that interest rates, right? You put your money in the bank, it's not gaining, it's not growing nothing. Inflation, when you go use your money, it's being devalued every single time, just being in the bank. See what I'm saying? So people aren't going to want to hold their money into cash. So they're going to want to put it into other assets like gold, silver, cryptocurrencies, right? NFT, stocks, right? Bonds, things that are going to give them a bigger rate of return on their investments, so with by doing that, right? By inflation is going up crazy, by interest rates being low, that's gonna allow Bitcoin to literally like walk, you know, smooth walk its way into. Not, I mean, it's already into the economy, but be even more mainstream global currency force figure entity because now people are more so seeing Bitcoin being more reliable than the banks. Than the government. In fact, I want you guys to understand that the US Treasury, I don't know how this particularly works in other countries, but the 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 company that prints our money is a private owned company. I want you guys to really understand that we have the United States government, we have Congress, we have the president's cabinet or the president's office, right? The government, Congress, president's cap president's cabinet We have the treasury and then we have the military. Okay, these are all separate entities, but people think (laughs) that they're together. The government is what runs our country, but the treasury and the military, those are privately owned businesses and companies by the government. As also with the credit bureaus, and we're going to be talking about credit, you know, later on. Even the, the credit bureaus aren't a government agency. It's just a privately owned company that is doing government activities, if that makes any sense, and reporting to government companies like the IRS, you know, so on and so forth, right? So when we understand, you know, these dynamics, interest rates, inflation, okay, new technologies are being popped up. But there's fear in the markets. The reason why there's fear in the markets is because people aren't educated on, well, one, where did the market come from? How did we get right here? And where are we going to go? People aren't educated on why is the market taking a dip? So check this out, right? A lot of these commodities, these assets, these cryptocurrencies are based in, and and they, they operate off of emotion. They operate off of people, Right. So, for example, if JP Morgan, Chase Bank, or, you know, CNN, SNNBC, probably said that wrong, Fox News, wherever you get your news from, they put out an article saying, oh, cryptocurrencies are bad, cryptocurrencies are getting hacked, cryptocurrencies are losing value, and you own cryptocurrencies in your wallet. And you're not familiar with investing. You're not familiar with digital assets. You don't even do a lot of research. You just bought a lot of cryptocurrency because people were saying "buy, buy, buy." You made a you made some crazy profit, and now on the news they're saying, you know, you know, Ethereum is going to go to zero. It's going to lose to Solana. Blah, 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 blah. So what do people do? They sell their cryptocurrency because you're not informed. You're not educated. You're not using your mind. Right? You don't have. You're not getting access to the right information. You're not utilizing. So people you know, through fear, right? Through propaganda that's that's being pushed out, through fear they sell their cryptocurrencies. Now, what happened? You literally just played in their in their in their hand. The reason why they're putting out all these negative news, right? And some of this is even fake news. Some of this stuff is hoopla, right? The reason why they're putting out a bunch of this content saying people are getting hacked, cryptocurrency this, cryptocurrency that, which a lot of it is fake, y'all. Yeah, and so people can have mass hysteria sell their cryptocurrencies dropping the value of the market down that's why the market went down the market didn't go down because some a button the government pushed it can't do that right they can't do that the, the the reason why the market probably went down is that a lot of people started selling their shares all at one time right a lot of money was being made from this last bull run that we had in 2020 2021 even 2017 2019. Right, a lot of money was being made. So a lot of people took some of their money out, you know, from cryptos to pay for their taxes. <laughs> to pay for their taxes. Once we seen that, you know, that dip in the market, right? You know, at first it wasn't bad, but so many people took out so much money and so and, and, and so fast that the market dropped so quickly that boom, there was a panic in the market. Right, people were like yo, why why did we drop thirty percent within a day when we were just up Almost three hundred percent for the entire year. See what I'm saying? Price drops, people get scared, they sell off more of their shares, price drops even more. See what I'm saying? Right? So so before we could talk about you know where we're gonna go and where the crypto space, right, digital assets, NFTs are actually headed, we gotta actually talk about how do we even get here. <laughs> right? How do we even get here? Okay. All right, we got NFTs and things of that nature, but before we can even talk about, you know, non-fungible tokens, we gotta first talk about the first ever, you know, you know, where did trading even actually really come from? I'm sorry, I don't know what what why this is playing. Where did um trading actually come from? So, uh, we're actually gonna go. In history class real quick Let me make sure I get everything out for y'all get y'all ready yo man I hope y'all when I get y'all if you get a chance to when y'all hop on the podcast that you know if you're you know if you're in a place where you could take notes you're taking notes and maybe mental notes something you know just because I really want y'all to get all the value and information on each and every single episode and really be able to use it in your life and be able to retain the information you know what I'm saying I know for a fact I wrote this down. Okay, awesome. Cool. So you're yeah, cool. So, so like I was saying, right, you know, now we're introduced to, like, NFTs, non-fungible tokens, or whatever the case may be, right? A non-fungible token, right? An NFT. For you guys who don't know what an NFT is, let me go ahead and explain it. A non-fungible token. Just think about it in the word. Non-fungible. What does fungible mean? Kind of think about fungible. Kind of means, like, it could be fake. Or it could be duplicated or it can be alternated or it can be broken down. so a US dollar is fungible I have a US dollar I can break it in break it down into four quarters and give it to you a $20 bill is fungible it can be broken down you know and into five four or five dollar bills and that duplicate that thing that's different from it right is still the same equivalent value right four or five dollar bills is equivalent to one twenty dollar bill right we know that simple mathematics so our fiat currency, fiat just means physical, you know, paper currency is fungible. See what I'm saying? It's it's easily break it apartable if that break apartable. That's not a word, but you know it is today, <laughs> right? But you know you could you can you can change the value of your U.S. dollar, right? You can change the value of U.S. dollar without actually losing value or whatever the case may be. You can break it up. Now when it comes to non-fungible, you know, tokens, right, NFTs, these are digital assets that cannot be divided up, cannot be split up. You see what I'm saying? Cannot be duplicated. Right? And and this is the and this is this is where we start getting crazy. Not only can they not be divided, they can't be duplicated ever. And the reason why is because there's a unique hash. There's a unique, you know, address, sequence of numbers that are attached to that nft that are unique and that will never be duplicated ever 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 again on the ethereum network or the solana network wherever you're getting your you know your nfts from reason why is because ethereum changed the game when it came to cryptocurrencies bitcoin introduced us into blockchain blockchain all it is is very similar to you know the word chain right blocks chain all it is is a ledger right so it's pretty much like a transcript a digital network a digital transcript saying this transaction went to this person you know uh 15 bitcoin went to john from sarah uh sarah sent mike 11 bitcoins right you see what i'm saying so it's literally just like instead of it being a physical you know track record It's digital, it's on the network, and it can't be duplicated, it can't be hacked, and it can't be alternated, and the reason why is because Bitcoin, the network of Bitcoin and Ethereum, it stretches, right, across thousands, millions of computers. So for somebody to be able to, for somebody to hack into the Bitcoin network, the blockchain, right, and steal Bitcoin, or, you know, maybe, you know, do something to alternate, from that Bitcoin from going from one location to another, they would have to hack thousands, if not millions of computers all at one time in 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 milliseconds, in milliseconds. No human can do that. So that's why blockchain technology is very, very unique and why a lot of people are, it's caught a lot of people's eye, especially a lot of financial institutions, because think about it, right? If you will for if if a trans if a if a thousand dollar bank transaction can never be duplicated again, meaning scams will never scams will be non-existence, right? You know those bank scams where people put a check in the ATM, right? They take the cash out. I don't know if you guys are familiar or whatever, but they take the cash out. Boom, they just they just they just made a finesse. They just ran a lick on the bank. See what I'm saying? Even though, you know, the bank does that's fake money anyway, there's a bunch of ones and zeros in there. But they just made it a finesse off of the bank. The bank has to replace that money that they just took. But now, when it comes to digital currencies, they will be able to see if this check is fake because that check, if that check is an NFT, meaning it has a non fungible, a non duplicatable sequence of numbers, a non duplicatable sequence of uh, 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 an address, an IP address, and hash, a unique hash, right? This is a receiving and a sending hash, right? So pretty much just unique addresses. If that check has a unique address that, that has been duplicated before on the, on the network, that ATM, that bank would automatically, instantaneously be able to know that that check is fake, right? It cannot be cleared, and we're not processing the money. See what I'm saying? It's crazy. That's really, really crazy. Not only is that really, really crazy, but that's really, really innovative. See what I'm saying? That's really, really innovative because now, because now, right? Not only does this give more control into the consumer's hands, it gives banks more security. It gives them less things that they need to worry about. It it just just changes the game across the board. And honestly, changes the game across the board. So so let's, so let's go ahead and talk about like the history where Bitcoin, NFTs, all these things come from, right? NFTs are backed by a technology known as blockchain technology. We just talked about that, right? But to understand blockchain, we have to you know peel back time to the first ever money system. First ever money system was the bartering system. Bartering, like you know, like the name you know sounds, bartering, borrowing is when people are exchanging one asset good product or service for another, see what I'm saying, so in a, in, a, in a sense, right, I have rice, you have beans, we trade, right, boom, I, I have chickens, you have uh, gold, right, you give me the gold, I give you my chickens, right, that's how, you know, a civilization came, to, came about, that's how people were making money originally, right, ammunition for people, so on and so forth, right, you know, like, trading one thing for another, because there was no median of exchange money is all it is is a median of exchange you see what i'm saying right so there was no nothing there was nothing to say oh you know three chickens is worth the same value as two pigs right reason why money had to be created had to have existed it's because, let's say you're trying to give me three chickens for two pigs, but I go down the street. John's trying to give me four chickens for these same two pigs. I'm going to go to John. So what's going to happen to you? Your business is eventually going to go down because John is able to you know, monopolize the market because he's able to capitalize on it. This is another reason why, you know, I'm not going to lie to you guys, why the United States is a capitalistic economy and why we're... Why we do great? <laughs> Why we're literally like the one of the strongest economies in the world? See what I'm saying? Even though the bartering system didn't didn't start in America, see what I'm saying? But we definitely one of the ones that 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 uh, that uh, 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 that definitely play a, a big emphasis on capitalism and the creation of of wealth and money. See what I'm saying? And freedom and liberty, things of that nature, things that we have actually rights to. So now. NFTs are unique, right? They're more unique than Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, right? You know, just for for the reason, like I said, you know, you could send a dollar, break it up into four quarters. Same thing for Bitcoin. I could send one Bitcoin. You break it up into, two, you know, half of a Bitcoin. Now, I'm tr- still trying to figure out how we're about to do this when, you know, when the world really becomes very acclimated with cryptocurrencies. I, I honestly, right, I was just watching this interview. I don't even remember who said it, but I honestly do agree with the person in the interview. They said that very soon that we probably wouldn't even know Bitcoin. Right. In the future, just like how people, you know, uh, uh, uh know the Internet. But they don't say I'm on the internet. They just said, you know, I'm on Instagram. I'm on, you know, they don't even say the web. I do believe, right, just like how the, it's so crazy. I can't remember his, I can't even remember who it was. But they talked about how we're going to be in a space where Bitcoin isn't what we're going to be calling it. We're going to be calling it Satoshans. I have one Satoshian, two Satoshans, ten Satoshans. And that Satoshi makes up a full Bitcoin, Right very, very interesting. That's what he says. That's what he's claiming. So very, very interesting. We might, we might get there one day, but Bitcoin and NFTs are very different in the sense that Bitcoin, you could break it up. NFTs are unique as regards to Bitcoin, because in reality, they're really just a bunch of ones and zeros. NFTs are just a bunch of ones and zeros. that that are behind the painting that you see. You see a painting, you see a crypto punk, you see a Uh, 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 a trillionaire thug. You see you see these NFTs, these art forms, these art, these digital assets, these art paintings. People think it is just art. But in reality, if you think about it, each painting is different because each painting has a different series and sequence of ones and zeros that are unique and encrypted and secured on the network. Right? The Ethereum network right now is that I believe it's at 3.3 billion dollars. A little bit under Bitcoin. I believe that's what it is, but I don't know. Right. So each asset has its own very unique address, right? Also known, right, many as a smart contract, right? Meaning they can't be duplicated, modified, reversed, alternated, or changed. And this is where the value come to play. Meaning, right, If I make a thousand books, each book has its own address uh, or content and can never be changed. So if I make a thousand books, each book is special. Each book has its own number and, and no book can ever be duplicated or modified or changed or whatever the case may be. And now what this does is this actually creates value in the marketplace because now there's scarcity. right? Why do people like Michael Jordan sneakers? Because they sell out fast. Because they sell out fast and they're expensive, so what, so not everybody can get access to it, which increases the value of it even more. So when people know that not everybody can get access to you know a cryptocurrency, right, whatever the case may be, not everybody can get access you know to something or there's a limited amount of it, there's a limited amount of uh, of uh, of NFT of of artwork, that increases the value of it. It makes it skyrocket. It makes it go crazy. It makes people. crazy lose their mind trying to get it because they want to be that cool kid with the new shoes with the new sneakers you want to be the new kid with the new nft flashing it off right so so as we become more familiar with blockchain technology right congress actually even had a uh, uh a meeting a meeting Where they wanted to get a full understanding of exactly what Web3 is. Web3 is simply, simply where we're at the stage now where people can not only write on the internet, they can not only read on the internet, but they can own things on the internet. That's Web3. So with Congress holding a meeting, you know, asking, you know, what is this and trying to actually, it seems like they were really trying to get a real understanding of it. I can tell that the United States are in support of cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, they just want to have some kind of control over it. See what I'm saying? They want to just be able to kind of, they don't want to centralize it, but they want to regulate it, right? And what centralized just simply means is that there's central entity that controls things, right? Like credit is centralized. There's three credit bureaus, centralized, right? Banks, centralized. Your money goes into one entity, one place, and then everybody can go to that one bank, centralized. With cryptocurrency is decentralized because... Now, you can hold your cryptocurrencies into your wallet at your house or in your phone and your flash drive and no bank, nobody else can get access to it. If you have your money in a bank account in Bank of America, if Bank of America says, you know, let's say you do something and, and, and it gets out onto the onto the news, whatever the case may be, and, they, and Bank of America find out that you bank with them, <laughs> it's crazy, but they are legally liable to lock up your funds and you can't touch your money in your bank. Is that crazy? I'm like, yo, this is my money. I work for. It. It's my money. I need it now. Plain and simple. It's my money. I need it now. So like, there's even a few celebrities who had situations like that where they couldn't get their money out because of the banks. So with digital currencies, that eliminates the factor. That eliminates the factor. All right. So not only with not so now with the combination of blockchain, where you can pretty much track where cryptos are going. happens in light speed and the combination of smart, smart contracts, right? Ethereum's proof of stake, unique hash, unique addresses. Now we can pretty much track who has what and where it came from and where it's going forever. When you put the two together, I I believe America, either America is going to try and create their own currency. They're going to use Tether, USDC, uh, USDC, right? United States coin. Uh, USDT, you, uh, the uh, the tether coin that matches Bitcoin or matches the US dollar, um, as you know, as their main currency. And the reason why is because just because Bitcoin is limited, right? It's only I think a hundred million, hundred billion Bitcoin. Bitcoin cannot be reduplicated, right? It can't be created more. It's inflation proof. So I do believe it's going to be more so a unit of asset for a unit of value instead of it being our main. You know medium exchange Like bitcoin is going to become the digital gold does that make sense and we use gold to back up everything else right so i hope that makes sense right so now when when you try to verify or check driver's license right you go to the dmv a dmv is a central location like how we were saying that verifies Oh, I'm so sorry, right? I'm so sorry. I'm trying. I'm trying to read off of this at the same time, but um, like when you try to go verify your driver's license or tracker, you go to the DMV. The DMV is a central location, like how we were saying before, right? Since the blockchain is a network of thousands of computers, meaning that the changes for someone someone to make or to steal your cryptocurrency, right, or identify. Oh, I'm so sorry, yeah, I'm My hand, I'm, my handwriting is terrible, but pretty much what we're saying is that is that for somebody to hack into the network to be able to steal your cryptocurrencies or your identity with blockchain and smart contract technology, it's practically reduced to zero. Because they would literally, like I said, they would have to hack it in milliseconds, right? In milliseconds. So now this not only boosts cybersecurity transactions by almost 10,000%, right, with a combination of blockchain, cryptocurrencies, and NFTs, now what we do is that now we roll out the metaverse, right? Now we're talking about the metaverse, right? We are literally in the beginning of a complete digital revolution. I promise you guys. Because think about all the applications of the two technologies together. Passports can never be duplicated. Full ownership. You can track where you are in the world, where you've flown to, where you came from. Instead of you getting your passport stamp, you have a digital asset, uh, uh, maybe something on your phone that's your passport it has its own unique hash. Nobody else has the same passport as you. They can't duplicate, can't copy, can't steal your passport and now you scan your passport at every airport. Now you have a track record of all of the countries you've been at in the event you know you know passports they can you could get damaged in water, a fire, you can lose it, steal it, whatever the case may be. But now when you have a digital passport. Right as your form of identification now, literally all you gotta do is just put in your unique, you know, pin code, you know, uh, log into your MetaMask wallet, right? Whatever the case may be, all you gotta do is do something a lot easier and still get access to all your information, and now it's even more secure than before. Uh, another, another, another form of application, right? This is even, this is even crazier. Artists, they can sell their albums themselves now. They not they no longer have to rely on the label or the record company, right? They can sell them themselves, and they can write in the smart contract to earn royalties on every sale they have moving forward. That's crazy. So imagine I produce, I make an I make a, 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 a an album, right? I create a digital content. I sell it to you for fifty dollars. I write on that digital asset, that digital contract, that I will make I will get one, three, five, ten percent of all preceding profits. Right? You sell, you sell uh you sell that digital content, that painting I gave you for fifty dollars, you sell it for sixty dollars. I'm gonna make six dollars out of that sell. And I might have sold it to you a year ago and we don't even talk anymore think about that that's crazy that means now literally every single time somebody sells your your album, your painting, your your clothes, your your shoes whatever to somebody else, you make a commission on the back end still you earn more coins or you get paid whatever the case may be, however they're going to do it. What do you think companies are going to do with this? Let's think about Nike, right and Jordan and how people buy shoes and they resell them. You buy a shoe from Nike, you buy a shoe from Jordan, you resell it to somebody else. Yes, you made a profit. You definitely made a profit. But now Nike and Jordan still made a profit. Because that one shoe, that NFT, had a unique hash that would never be duplicated. So they can only track where that shoe is right now, who sold it to who, how much money they're going to get. Boom, boom, boom. Yada, yada, yada. you already get the drift. you see what's going on here. Is this making sense? I, I hope y'all really understanding why this is really about to be the future. Right? Why why things are about to get really, really crazy in this space. Things have to get bad before they can get worse, y'all. See what I'm saying? Like, the, this, like, you know, the market being down right now, it has to be down before it can go up to higher heights. And they always say that the most opportunities when there's blood on the streets. And I see a lot of red. <laughs> Not only in the portfolio, right? But I see... I see a lot of opportunity as well a lot a lot of opportunities as well right so banks no longer will be able to get you know scammed by fake checks right because checks will be unique unbreachable right the use of these new technologies is is honestly endless right it's honestly endless so and like I would say I, I hinted on it a little bit before but now, when we put on the application of blockchain technology, smart contracts, then we have NFTs, right? Now, we roll into the metaverse. See what I'm saying? It's crazy because if y'all realize, in the past few years, our society has developed the most rapidly we've ever ever developed in the past, compared to the where we how we've developed in the past hundred, two hundred years, right? We used to take a hunt bro, we used to take forever to develop a vaccine we develop something fast now your stance on the vaccine is your personal thing we're not going to talk about it my personal thing but to just use that as an example how how technology is changing how it's we're getting quicker to solve problems we're getting quicker to get to the solution right or or, or, or put out more new technology see what i'm saying the, you know, family, do you guys understand that the internet is the I think the internet is just turned 30 years old. The internet's not even 30 years old, I think maybe 40. And now we're already entering Web 3.0. Right? Imagine where you're gonna be at when you're 30, 40, 50, 60. Right, 10, 20 years from now. So to say the crypto market is 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 not gonna be the future, you're 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 kidding yourself. This is honestly the prime time to be studying, researching, looking at coins, investing into some coins, looking at some projects, investing into some projects because when the market turns around and we start going for our bull run again, we're going to see higher heights than we did now. Bitcoin is going to touch 100k. ETH is going to touch 5, 10, 30k probably. It's definitely going to do that. Trust me. Like trust me, cryptocurrencies are going to go crazy. We just need to know, we just need to be patient. We honestly just need to be patient, right? Right. So now with the metaverse, there's thousands, if not millions of uses and projects are popping up, if not already here, and coins and tokens that are going to power them. So this is very different than how it was before. Right? This is very, very different than how it was before when people thought Bitcoin was a scam because they're saying that there's no use applications for it or no use cases, right? What now? We have over a 1,000 coins, or almost over 200 NFT tokens and coins and projects, and they all have teams, leaderships, communities, money, asset, market capital backing them now thousands so what's up now what's up now <laughs> right what's up now so with all of these new projects having so much support bro there's 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 no way there's no way that this doesn't become the future That this doesn't consume everything that we know that's why this is so important that's why i wanted this to be the second episode of the podcast right so just to kind of give you a rundown of what the metaverse is because I think you guys some a lot of times some people don't know this, this it's crazy there's people that are younger than the age of 25 21 and they still don't know what the metaverse is They still don't know what an NFT is they barely know how cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin works and you know I don't blame them because you know money has been around for over thousands of years. And there's a lot of people who still don't know how money works, <laughs> so I don't blame them. But to give you a quick rundown of how the metaverse works, what it is, is pretty much in the sense that the metaverse is not another place. It's already here. It's around us. The metaverse is going to be a combination of VR, virtual reality, and AR, augmented reality combined together to interact with our, you know, day-to-day life. So pretty much in a sense, right, you're going to be able to put on a VR headset Right, and you're gonna be able to pretty much, pretty much enter a game, and where in that digital game there's a whole nother world of itself, and it looks more three D than if you were to play RuneScape, League of Legends, or Fortnite on your computer or on your TV. Makes sense. So it's literally like, like Fortnite has a digital world. It has, it has buildings, it has land that developer, developers and uh, and, and architects, right, gaming architects developed in the game. So now, when it comes to the VR aspect of the metaverse, you're gonna be able to put on a headset and walk into a game where pretty much I don't know, I don't know. This could get crazy. I don't know how they could put this application. You might even be able to really feel the wall, feel the heat of the of the sun. Maybe one day we might get there, but at least for now, what the technology shows is that you're gonna be able to walk into walk in, enter the game, and interact. As if that you know, as if it as if it was a 3D but digital world. See what I'm saying? You'd be able to walk into buildings, you know, uh, sit down at a desk, not physically sit down, but in the game you're sitting down. You see what I'm saying? It's crazy. I put an Oculus headset, it looks very, very real. Now you yeah, you of course you could tell that you're in a game, but it looks so real as if you are a gaming character, as if you're like a like you just became a cartoon. It's so crazy, please get an Oculus or borrow one from somebody, trust me, put it on, enter the metaverse, you're going to see why exactly this is the future. Now, when we talk about the AR aspects, the augmented reality of it, pretty much in a sense, right, this is just kind of what, you know, what we've been looking forward to, right? Uh, Where we're able to touch the, the air and a screen pops up and we're able to interact with the air, right? We're able to have you know, pretty much invisible monitors, screens, where we can click on it, tap it. That's pretty much what, what you know, what AR is going to be. AR is pretty much going to have, we're going to have holograms and projectors where somebody could be across the world, but they're projecting in front of you as if you were right there. That makes the interaction just a little bit more intimate, just a little bit more personal, right? It's one thing to be on FaceTime, to be on the phone, to be on a Zoom call with somebody. But when you see a digital... <laughs> Right. Hologram of them right next to you. Eee, that's a little bit different. <laughs> that, that's 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 more intimate, even if they can't really physically touch you because you can kind of see the more. The interaction is different. Let's think about how this. Yo, let's think about how this can go when it comes to events and concerts. Right. Do you guys know that America funniest videos? Right. Yeah, I know, crazy, right? America's funniest video—they still air to this day, to this day, right? Showing clips, videos, funny stuff all the time. And, and Carlton, right? Even though that's not his name. Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. He's the host. If you look, if you watch America's funniest videos now, you will see that all the audience, the people there, they they can't even be in the in the arena because of coronavirus, right? Because of coronavirus. So when we think about how AR technology can be used, you can literally have a, 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 a device, you know, set on your table, scan you, and now your hologram is in the arena, in the stadium, and now you're watching America's Funniest Home Videos, and it's now it's way more intimate and personal than if you were to be at home watching it over Zoom. <laughs> right? And you probably might have some real people next to you too, next to your hologram as well but it's just the fact that that's now another way of interaction another way of you know connecting with people insane this technology is going to be insane right so gaming coins and projects in in my opinion right are going to be what's going to lead the wave of of the metaverse of this new technology that's going to be you know coming out right i promise you they will lead the the forefront of the metaverse and nfts it's not going to be art NFTs. I'm I, I'm sorry if you bought, you know, a, a CryptoPunk or if you bought a, uh, uh, you know, some kind of art NFT, I'm happy for you. I love you. I have art NFT as well. Just being very transparent is that a lot of people are buying art NFTs without doing their due diligence, without doing their research. I highly recommend you do your research, look into the project before purchasing it, right? Because you know you you just don't want to buy something that you know at the end of two years is, is 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 not valued or anything like that, right? So, me personally, even though I have a few art NFTs, I'm not really looking to purchase more. I'm more so looking to invest onto the technology aspect of the metaverse. So the the projects, the coins, the tokens that are going to be fueling the metaverse, that's going to be fueling these communities. That's where I'm looking to put my money. That's where I'm looking to build wealth. Because think about it, right? When there's a gold rush, you don't want to be the person mining the gold. You want to be the person selling the tools. So why am I going to go, you know, spend 100K, 200K and buy this NFT and hope, you know, to sell it off later on for 300 K when I got to find a buyer when I can just invest probably 50 K 20 K into the coin that that NFT network is powered on and as the NFT blows up and gets popular my coin is appreciating gaining interest making me more money making me more richer and it's an asset that I can use whenever I want and I don't have to wait for a buyer right so. Just some coins to be watching, man, and, and some things for you guys to, to look into and to invest. Um, you know, people always like to say, oh, this is not financial advice, whatever the case may be. I'm not a financial advisor, whatever, blah, 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 blah. I, I actually have a background in finance and economics, right? So, I, I you know, look, I'm, I don't have a finance degree. Well, I have a finance degree. I don't have a financial license, so I'm not a CPA or anything like that. But I will say that I, you know, I kind of know my way around um, a checkbook, if that makes any sense. So, you know, take the advice for for what it's worth. Take it for face value. Take it with a grain of salt. Take it as as holy scripture. (laughs) Right. Please just do your own. You know, please make your own judgment for all investments, all things that you want to do because at the end of the day your life is different than me, right? My bank account might be different than you, you might have more money, I might have more, whatever the case may be. But these are just going to be some coins that I'm looking into, not even looking into. All these coins that I've already invested in, so I already bought, you know, shares of these coins, but I would, you know, just give them to you guys as, you know, uh as kind of like a list to go off of, look them up, see, you know, are these coins you know, uh, projects or things that line up with your values, things that you, you know, uh, uh, you know, want to make money from and you can go ahead and invest into them. So currently right now I'm just a regular, I'm just, you know, routinely investing small increments into BTC and Ethereum as we're kind of like in this, you know, bearish market, right? We're in this down market right now, right? Um, yeah, so I'm just putting like, you know, $50, $100, every single month into BTC, Ethereum, you know, every just just all the time, you know, because when things kind of turn around, it's going to be easier to convert my Bitcoin into other coins, my ETC into other coins instead of me holding into cash and then waiting to try, and you know, buy. it. And then if I keep it in Bitcoin, as Bitcoin drops more and more, more technically, I'm getting more Bitcoin. So when it goes up, it's going to be even better for me. So. Uh, that's, you know, a strategy you guys can use. I forgot what the technical word for it is, but it's just pretty much when, when the market is, you know, dropping or low, you just small increments, you don't have to put in, you know, crazy, even just $5 a week, right? A dollar a day would, you know, can, can get you very, very far. Other coins, right? These are metaverse coins, sandbox, right? You know, this is a gaming coin. We have mana, Decentraland, land, right? This is a, you know, a, a real estate land coin. Right, we have Engine. This is another gaming coin. We have Axie Infinity, a gaming coin. Red Fox. This is a gaming but also a utility coin. VeChain. I think VeChain is also going to become a medium of exchange for utility companies. Right. Uh, I have Blocktopia. Blocktopia is also another metaverse coin right, for uh, the, the game Roblox. Right. Um and I think these coins are, are not only gonna be one of the ones that are gonna 10x, 20x gonna go crazy, but also gonna be one of the you know the big uh, the big the when I would say like the big three, the big honchos of the metaverse, right? Once we, you know, fully integrate with uh this you know this new space, the metaverse, AR, VR, digital assets, the whole nine yard. Man, so honestly, sheesh, this this episode was amazing. Right. This is a lot of information. I hope I hope you got a lot of information. Right. Please, please, please feel free to uh, please feel free to subscribe to us on Anchor. Uh, you know, the more people that follow and subscribe, uh, it just allows Anchor to kind of push my podcast more. So, it'd be greatly appreciated if you guys can subscribe. Uh, you know, us uh, me plays, likes, uh, downloads on Spotify. Right. Go ahead and listen to it on Spotify as well. Like this. Uh, episode. If you did, you guys can go ahead and go to the YouTube page. Right, the YouTube channel is called Mr. Huncho. Right, you guys can go ahead and subscribe. We will be dropping YouTube episodes very, very soon. Trust me, you do not want to miss it. So go ahead and subscribe uh, ahead of time. Um, last but not least, we are also on Patreon. Right, we're also on Patreon. So if you guys would go ahead and go to my Instagram at Hugh Huncho, click on the link. You guys can see a Patreon in my link tree. Click on the Patreon and you guys can pick whatever uh, tier, right, that you would like to join. Right. We have tiers as low as I think a dollar a month, five dollars a month, all the way up to a hundred dollars a month. So, you know, whatever tier is more comfortable with you, just so you guys can help us support the podcast, right? So we can travel, uh, get more speakers and more amazing guest speakers on here. I think you guys are honestly gonna love. The, the material that we're going to be coming out with uh, literally each and every single week, man. Like I'm telling you, I, I do not want to miss it. Like We're going to come up with nothing but fire, 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 hitter, 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 after, hitter. You guys are going to love it. I hope you guys got a lot, a lot of information on today's episode. Insane. All right, feel free to leave me a review on Spotify, on Anchor. It will be greatly appreciated if you guys would like to DM me on Instagram with any podcast suggestions or topics, right? things that I can incorporate, things that I could talk about, or even just, even some constructive criticism, right? I'm open to that as well. Um, Honestly, I'm just here to grow with you guys and hope you guys are here to grow with me. So I hope you guys loved the episode. Hope you guys got a lot of valuable information, right? That is the end for episode two, cryptocurrencies, NFTs. The future is here. Either you get with it or you get left, right? I am your host, Hugh Honcho. Thank you again for tuning into the episode. I will see you guys in the next episode. Stay beautiful, stay amazing, stay powerful. Let's get it. Let's go.